everyone, and welcome to the Cocky Top Podcast, home of the SEC football show where forever to the Gamecock Brian Lowe and all the all Tyler McDaniel put their friendship to the test during a grueling football season, all while highlighting and fighting for their volunteers and Gamecocks respectively throughout their season as well as our thoughts on other teams in the conference as well as the league. So regardless if you're a volunteer or a Gamecock or somewhere in between, let's kick this thing off and talk some ball. What's up all you cock and balls and welcome to another episode of the Cocky Top Podcast. I am forever to the Gamecock and joining me as always is... All Vol Tyler McDaniel, T-Mac, how are we doing on this nice, wonderful weather Friday? Well, it is a Friday. It is, as it is every Friday here at Tennessee Legend Distillery, it is a red Friday. Yes, uh, Because so. we always spend Friday and dedicated Friday to celebrate Red Friday, remembering every deployed, uh, especially when, and it always hits me, especially like my, my sisters in the Air Force Reserves and Anytime there's always that scary news of stuff happening around the world and, you know, close to our country and stuff like that, it always makes me a little nervous that they're like, oh, that they're just at any time going to be like, all right, call in the reserves. We always celebrate Red Friday here, and, and it's one of my favorite things about TLD and its, its owners and uh, our, uh, one of our owners, Vicki, who we've talked about uh, from time to time on Between Two Barrels. Uh, her own son is in the military, correct? Yes, yes. Um, finishing up doing uh, a stint as a, a drill sergeant mm. currently, um, and then currently unsure as far as to where things are going to be going from there mm. just yet. But yeah, um, and we have our own are. Greg, one of yes. our bartenders. He served for years. He is a retired yep. military in the Air Force. So. Mm. Huge shout out to all the people currently serving uh, in training, in boot camp, and of course all the veterans. Yeah, six days removed from Veterans Day, mm-hmm. so so definitely a time of year to to say thank you to any and all veterans uh, out there that may be listening. Now for a different red, I am uh, <laughs> cautiously excited about finally going back to Neyland Stadium tomorrow because the odd thing is is i had covid and missed south carolina right and then like due to theater reasons i missed the next two home games ah so you've not even been. homecoming so i haven't been since before south carolina to neyland stadium i've had to give or sell my ticket every saturday since before south carolina ew so i'm i am very excited it's a siblings weekend all of us siblings are using the tickets, and we're going to go down early. And since my older brother it works for Cherokee Distributing, we get free invite to their, their tailgate at Circle Park. So it's free food. It's a lot of fun. It's, you know, despite the outcome tomorrow, we've just basically agreed that, like, we're just going to have a good day. We're going to hang out. We're going to have fun. We're going to get there early and, and just have fun because... Saturday down south is going to be there, um, despite the fact that we, you know, had the terrible weekend last weekend in Missouri. <laughs> any given Saturday, any crazy thing can happen. So, yes, it is a Red Friday, but it is a big orange Saturday for me and my family 
starting tomorrow. That's what this podcast is all about. Let's get to talking about Saturday. One of my favorite days of the week, especially this time of year. You are, once again, too right with that. And as we mentioned on the Tuesday Review Show, the SEC West has kind of taken a week off before they get into their rivalry weekend, mm-hmm. while it seems like the East is still trying to go ahead and button up mm-hmm. uh, the hierarchy, as it were, amongst the teams in the SEC East. As, of course, uh, Florida is traveling to Mizzou to take on the Tigers, who are currently sitting in second place in the SEC East. Uh, Georgia, number one, of course, coming to Tennessee to take on the Volunteers. Georgia is sitting in the driver's seat, has already clinched the SEC East division. Uh, But this might would see... No, uh, actually, at this point, that's it. I mean... There's not really a whole lot on the line with this one. Uh, Tennessee would just be playing to to stay in what that third spot would be because as it sits now and is likely going to wrap up. Uh, Georgia, on Missouri, Tennessee. Georgia, Mizzou, Tennessee. Then it would be Kentucky and or Florida at that point. Never in my life cheered for the Florida Gators. I have I have hoped for like something to happen to the field where can they both lose anytime other teams have played Florida. That actually happened but in this Saturday LSU Auburn game. This Saturday. Are I'm you, not gonna chomp. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna vocally cheer for them. But I hope they eat Missouri's butt. I think it would be so karmatic. Cause he's still talking about it. Oh, Drinkwitz. And I kind of want to be like, dude, you're so hurt about the last three years that you're still like, imagine if last year when we beat Bama, if on Thursday of the next week, you were still talking, our coach, an adult, a multi-million dollar adult was still talking trash about the last week. It's just sad. He's like Sam's choice version of Kirby Smart anyways, by the looks of him. Uh, diet smart as some people are calling him on the socials because I guess he allegedly looks a little bit like Kirby Smart in it, some aspects for it, some people the hair for it's, some people it's just the hair That's but the only thing I kind of want to be see. like dude don't you have a game this Saturday isn't it a, you won move on right just like we lost time to move on to the next game I mean we've got freaking Georgia coming to Neyland this weekend we can't lick our wounds and rest on our laurels for too long. It's definitely going to be a fun weekend for for college football. And, I mean, I'm guessing, you know, the thing that they filed in Michigan didn't work. So Harbaugh's still off the sidelines for the Big Ten. So Yeah, uh, basically turning into a situation with that one to where... But, like, he can be in a box on a headset, can he? He just can't be on the sidelines. Oh, no, I don't think he can be, like, in the stadium. In the stadium. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's on a phone. I could be. Yeah, it's a possibility. <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the advancement the, in technology. Yeah, the assistant coach has a, a beat, an AirPod in his, his right. right ear on the phone with Harbaugh. Just the entire time. <laughs> yeah. But, no, um, I think it's more of a situation, and there are several other outlets that, that share a similar viewpoint in the Michigan organization itself, Harbaugh, 
uh, um, athletic director for Michigan, mm. like they they knew that there was some stuff found more than likely that there was some stuff that that could be instead of continuing to to buck against it it was basically like we're gonna let you win this battle so we can win the war ultimately so we can still have a chance at a natty yeah yeah so yeah that's that's my you know like I said, that's that's one that and I. I mean, heard. kudos to them. I and, mean, and I'm and I'm in agreement with it. Yeah, I mean, you, they still have a chance to win a natty. I mean, I have my feelings. Uh, I'm kind of on the fence about it, you know. But they did punish by taking Harbaugh out. But I don't think they really did. I mean, yeah. It, I think it, they it, see it as a victory. It, it, the rest of the Big Ten, yes. Yeah. Um, part of the country, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, But a lot of the country, the other half of the country is like, they still have a chance to win a natty. Yeah, and the fact that you just took away, you gave them ammunition in a sense. You know what I mean? So, Yeah. Let's get to this weekend's slate of games. Yeah, as we mentioned, uh, the SEC West taking a little bit of a breather. Um, let's start off with the noon slate of games. Chattanooga is traveling to Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa. I'm curious as to how much they wound up paying Chattanooga to come in for this one. And in terms of tickets, you can find tickets today as low as $9 for this game. <laughs> According to ESPN. Go Mox. <laughs> <laughs> But um, there is actually no line set on this game whatsoever. Like, you cannot Whoa. find... Like, nobody has set anything on this game. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, it, it's literally just a... A, a scrimmage. Glorified <laughs> scrimmage for Alabama. Uh, and, and I wouldn't even call it that. Like, I'd say you could probably march out the entire Alabama... Fourth string. Scout team. Yeah, scout team. And to play the mocks. To play the mocks. And then it might would be a game. But beyond that, I mean, ESPN doesn't have a number on it. None of the betting outlets have a number on it. MGM, FanDuel, DraftKings, nobody is doing anything for this game in terms of any kind of betting line. So if you were looking to put money on Alabama this week, you don't have an opportunity to. Um, and much in that vein, I mean, this game's getting played on ESPN Plus or SEC Network Plus, mm-hmm. so it's not even getting any kind of real coverage. Wow. Um, You're just going to see a few highlights. I mean, you're likely to see... Honestly, I wouldn't even think that they're probably going to be starting Jalen Milrow in this game. Probably. You know, you're likely to see some backup quarterbacks just to go ahead and get started. And then next week they take on Auburn for the The Iron Bowl. Bowl. And... eh, eh. The remainder of the season for Alabama... For me right now, at least, is Atlanta. Yeah. Like, that's the next time they're going to have a true challenge. Facing Georgia we and could Atlanta. Be, we could be surprised next week, but, I mean. Iron Ball has always been anything, interesting. It's, it's, I mean, the infamous kick six. No matter how good. each team's doing, the Iron Ball is always an interesting and game. That's, and that is the thing for in-state rivalries, your mm-hmm. main in-state rivalries. Continuing on the... Birthday party, I guess you could say, with all the cupcakes for the SEC West. Uh, as part of that noon schedule, Louisiana Monroe winds up traveling to number 13 Ole Miss. Once again, I wonder how much 
was paid from Ole Miss to Louisiana Monroe to come in for this game. And if you wanted to go see this game, you too could join in on the action with tickets as low as $2 for this game. No oh joke. Oh, my God. Right now, I am looking at ESPN. A nosebleed seat for 2 bucks. Yes, you can get a $2 ticket for the uh, Uli- <laughs> Louisiana Monroe Ole Miss game. And one morning for a Venti Starbucks. Yes. Then you could have to pay Go to see Ole Miss. Go witness to see a, an SEC team practice. Wow. Basically, you'd be, going to, you'd be paying to watch them practice. Line on this one, Ole Miss... 37 and a half point favorites. <laughs> Whew. I, mean, I mean, obviously, these, these first two games, you know, crazier things have happened, but these first two games, I don't even see us really picking. I think it's pretty understood who we pick in these first two games. <laughs> There's honestly, I think, maybe one, and it's just because who the, the team is and how they're doing currently. For this one, I mean, yeah, uh, of course, I'm going to take Ole Miss. Uh, Over-under on this game is 62-and-a-half. So, mm-hmm. it, it's it's definitely a no-brainer on this one. And I'm pulling up my uh, personal – I went ahead and actually filled out my uh, parlay? my parlay for okay. this weekend. And I actually have this one as one of my bets, one of my legs on the parlay. So I am definitely taking Ole Miss to to lay quite a few points mm-hmm. on Louisiana Monroe. But Speaking the next of one, another well, yeah, yeah. And I mean, this, I'm not going to speak yeah, too soon about this, this one. This is the one that I was talking about, just referring to, and that is once again another noon kickoff. It seems like all of these games are a noon kickoff. It oh just my depends God, on the West all play at the same time. Which which uh, game that you might be able to have access to? Southern Miss. Travels to Davis Wade Stadium there in Starkville to take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. The Bulldogs are only sitting as a 14.5-point favorite. Of course, one, what their record has been for this season, but they just fired head coach Zach Arnett. I honestly, I haven't even looked into it enough to figure out who the the backup head coach or who the acting head coach is going to be for this game. Yeah, it stands reason to believe that, you know, Mississippi State would be favored because they have the the better perceived talent over Southern Miss. I mean, if you don't have any sort of actual direction, then, I mean, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it will be a positive thing in terms of Mississippi State's offense. But Arnett was a defensive-minded coach, so... I mean, and their defense already hasn't been doing the best throughout this season, so it... it, 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 eh. And that's because, as we've said multiple times on this this show specifically, you get a defensive mind new coach. He's got... His weapons are air raid from the late Mike Leach, and he's not utilizing the offensive style that Mississippi State has built up to in the last five six seven years no especially with the the play type but at the same time here we are this late in the season and he's yet to change it up he's no, not like you know what let's try this this throwing thing let my offensive coordinator actually use these re- receivers the way that mike leach intended them to be used still hasn't changed his play calling up and if you want to check out this game you can actually get your very own ticket for as low as five dollars 
if you told me you'd have to pay more for a Mississippi State Southern Miss game than an Ole Miss game. Louisiana Monroe game, yeah. I'd have thought you was crazy. Right. Moving on, still in the noon slot. And still a West team. And still a West <laughs> team. Abilene Christian, <laughs> a, a Texas team taking on a Texas team uh, in the Texas A&M Aggies. This is another one with a backup the same coach as, as Alabama, and the fact that there is no There's line no on it, and of course there is you know a a backup coach wow. uh, taking the reins, and it's more than likely going to be Bobby Petrino uh, leading the sidelines at this point in time. I don't think anything has been said as far as who as there are names taking over floating around for next year, and obviously one of a name that will always float around, I believe, if there's an SEC job open, is Lane Kiffin and Dabo Sweeney. And Dabo Sweeney, those two names will float for eternity if there's ever an SEC opening. I don't see Lane leaving Ole Miss to go try to rebuild A and M. I mean, of course. Yeah. $10 million would probably say a lot. but they, Texas A&M needs to make sure and get a person in there and presumably for them the right person before too much of their talent that has come in in the last couple of years joins the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. They need to have a name attached to it or at least talking to the players about having a name attached to that program. So that way you do not see a lot of those players jumping ship. Because that is the Texas A&M job and including the talent that they have there now on that roster, the right coach could come in and turn them into a contender for the SEC championship Mm -hmm. next year. That's a lot of things that need to happen for that to be There the are case. a parlay of things that need to happen. <laughs> if if you want to check out that game, tickets are as low as $32 for Ooh. this game. I guess they're needing to pay, <laughs> pay yeah, for that Jimbo, still paying Jimbo buyout uh, in some form or another. Continuing with the West slate, we actually move out of the noon time slot. Hey. After having four games listed in the noon time slot, uh, this one will be taking place at 4 p.m. on the SEC Network as New Mexico State travels to Auburn, Alabama and Jordan-Hare Stadium to take on the Auburn Tigers. That game currently is favoring Auburn by 25.5 with the over-under at 48.5. A little bit of a tune-up game after the mm-hmm. uh, several letdowns for the Auburn Tigers before going into that Iron Bowl, as we mentioned, that will be taking place thanksgiving weekend (laughs) with the exception of the mississippi state game i mean it's and possibly this next one i mean it's fairly easy to say that i'm going to be taking the sec team Mm -hmm. uh, above the other team however if you do want to check out this game tickets as low as nine dollars so some very affordable games before the Thanksgiving week, if you want to take in a, a football game, yeah. if you're an SEC West, the SEC fan. West teams are having early Black Friday deals. <laughs> very much so, very much so. In this one, give me Auburn, and I say that Auburn is going to score quite a few points. I think they're going to get some things going. Like I said, they're just using all these as tune-up games before they get into those rivalry games for the final season or game uh, weekend of the season. Moving right along. Not necessarily footloose and fancy free. 
But the next one is going to be a 7.30 kickoff on ESPNU between Florida International University and the Arkansas Razorbacks. Florida International comes in with a slightly better record at 4-6 and six, uh, compared to Arkansas's 3-7 and seven record. Uh, Florida International comes into Razorback Stadium there in Fayetteville, Arkansas. There is actually a line for this game. Arkansas is favored by 29.5 currently with the over-under set at 49.5. Basically saying that they expect Florida International to almost to score pretty much 20 points mm-hmm. in this game. Which I could happen. It, it could. I don't know that it will. I would say that Arkansas, before they have to take on Missouri, if they haven't you know, completely just given up in their organization, and I don't think Sam Pittman will allow them to do that, but he's another one that may be on the hot seat, as it were. I don't know if they're going to give him another season or not. Um, and the outcome of this game may have an impact on it, but with the quality caliber of opponent, unless it's just an absolute blowout, uh, I don't think it's going to have any bearing. Yeah. Last one on the SEC West, and this is a foe that um, South Carolina is familiar with and who is a team that if we do make bowl eligibility, that South Carolina has been predicted by a couple of outlets to potentially play in a bowl game and more than likely the Birmingham Bowl at this point. Uh, and that is going to be Georgia State. Georgia State Panthers led by former South Carolina assistant coach and wanted the head coach job before Muschamp got it and even probably after Muschamp was let go um, will be coming or heading to Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge, Louisiana to take on the LSU Tigers. Tickets for the previous game and this game as low as $4. And there actually is a line on this one, and I do have this one of my parlay legs as well, and that is LSU having no problem taking care of Georgia State, and that line on ESPN is currently set at 32 points. I was actually able to get it at 31 and a half. (laughs) Basically, if I do get the 32-point difference, I'm good. Whereas if I had waited until the line changed and went through different places that had it at 32, mm-hmm. I would not get that one if that were to were to happen. Uh, over under currently set at 72 and a half for this game. Um, basically, this is just going to be an opportunity for Jaden Daniels to continue to pad those stats and hopefully push him into a more firm uh, number one spot yeah. for the the Heisman in this point. Because we know, I think we are finally done hearing about Caleb Williams. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely lost his spot up near the top in terms of that. So it's Bo Nix, Michael Penix, and Jaden Daniels are Absolutely. your top three in this fight right now. With Carson Beck in the mix, the Georgia quarterback, I think it's probably now just more because of his last name at this point. But Shadur Sanders still continues to be in the mix as far as being talked about. Colorado has lost quite a few games. Shador Sanders has still done relatively well in a majority of these games. Um, but unfortunately, and we've seen this in the past, if you don't have a W in that column to go along with it, the likelihood of you winning a Heisman Trophy yeah. is severely reduced. Moving over to the East, where we actually have some games taking place. Some solid games. 
in the early slot you do have of course the main feature for the folks here in Tennessee mm. traffic has already gotten rather insane mm. a lot of people heading out over into the Pigeon Forge Gatlinburg area to do a little bit of holiday shopping uh, before the insanity that does happen tomorrow and I think it could not be in a better spot because everybody will be heading to Knoxville tomorrow and I think the the area around here is going to be kind of open so if anybody wants to get out and about you probably will be Tomorrow's able to probably the day to do it um because sunday um everybody's going to be back in the mountains and everything else before they it's head home hungover people game. ready to leave on sunday <laughs> and depending on you know where they're from how their holiday schedule works and stuff like that i mean this could be in a very extended weekend for some people so we could possibly see a lot of uh uh lead over off of this weekend going into next week with it being Thanksgiving. Right now, Georgia sits as a 10-point favorite with the over-under at this game set at 58.5. I am not touching this one in terms of betting, but if you do want to see the game right now, uh, ESPN list tickets as low as $119. I call that hogwash. Um, no. because um, if you were to try to go buy any tickets for that game right now... That is inexpensive I'm, compared to what you're actually going to have to I'm pay. sure you're going to be paying $500 or more for a ticket Easy. to that game. Nobody can talk trash about the Vols better than a volunteer fan. Um, and I, I'm a pretty optimistic fan. Like, I just, you know, once the season's over, it doesn't ruin my offseason... Oh, Once no. a game's lost, it doesn't run my week. It sucks, but, you know, I don't live and die by college football. Because, at the end of the day, it's a game. Right. That you These have are no kids outcome. that I have no say yeah. in the outcome. I don't have a controller in my hand. Or else we'd be freaking undefeated. <laughs> You'd bring back... If I were calling the place, by God. <laughs> if that, that were if the I case, that Jason X, A, or B, would be fun. Jason Witten would be back in. Absolutely, you have be. Alvin Kamara. I'd have Peyton Manning throwing back. to Jason Witten and handing off to Kamara. <laughs> so we'd be winning. Both of these teams, no matter how they're playing, have a history of you can never bet for them, but you can never bet against them. They're That's both very. True. very uh, fate doesn't play with Tennessee or Georgia. It just says, I, I can't do anything. No. Nope. There's a lot of SEC teams where fate's just like, I don't touch the SEC because it's just nuts. I, right. I've tried to say, like, no, you're fated to go undefeated this year. Then they they lose. And I'm like, no, but you were fated. Nah. Yeah. It's, yeah. We make our own fate here in the SEC, good or bad. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't put any money on this game regardless. Uh, I do think it is pretty given that Georgia beats us. They're the number one team. They play based on who they're playing for some reason. Um, And Kirby Smart has spent years since he got there. I mean, even in an interview recently, he said, oh, when I know we're going to Neyland, we practice with incredibly loud music to where they can't hear me make calls. They have to pay attention to mouth and signals and all that because he knows how loud Neyland can get, especially if a team like Georgia, Florida, or Bama comes in. Right. So I think it'll be a wild 
and you guys party get in a, that first half. A but great time slot. It's the last mm-hmm. time Tennessee's going to be featured on CBS. Mm-hmm. Um, the midday game slot. I mean, people have enough time to be able to get out, do some things in the morning, do a decent amount of tailgating, mm-hmm. go in, enjoy the game, and then you've got some time afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's not going to be so, midnight when you get home. So going back to the statement of Tennessee or Georgia plays to the team that they're playing. So that being said, if we're going off of that thought process, that I don't that think they'll play good I, in the first half. That, that ideology, the lower scoring games mm-hmm. are the games with the with one exception to this point. Uh, and that being Mizzou, the teams that Georgia scored or has scored the fewer points on still winning, they're not putting forth the entirety of their effort. No. They'll so play the lax. scores are closer. Mm-hmm. If that is the case, and that is how they still did that to Missouri, then they saw Missouri as no threat. Yeah. Okay. Stay with me. All the teams that they perceived as potential threats up to this point, or that the media has perceived as potential threats up to this point, the score has been insanely lopsided toward the dogs. Mm -hmm. Coming out of this game, knowing, and this is this is a a a a what if situation. Okay. All right. Going into this, knowing that. Tennessee loses definitively. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have it be a close score or a wide margin with the information that was just presented? Because I mean, if you're looking at it in if that it's a perspective, wide margin, then they saw us as a threat. Yes, and they beat our brakes off. But the the negative to that is that they beat your brakes off. Yeah, they whip our ass. I don't think it can get worse at this point. An ass-kicking by Georgia is still better than the ass-kicking we took last week. Right. I honestly, with the thought of being there and that kneeling crowd, I would rather have it be a close game. But the thing is, is if they play us as not a threat, you still have Tennessee, even if they weren't playing us as a threat, Tennessee wouldn't take advantage of it. Just because of just because history, history, what history we'd be shows. like. Oh wow, we're really playing. No, they're not perceiving you as a threat. Black their eye, right? Hit their quarterback one good time, but then you piss off Georgia. <laughs> you piss right. off Kirby Smart. He comes out in third quarter, and that middle eight minutes, he dogs you. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what I'd rather want. I'd I'd rather have a game if I'm going to be there. Right. Just for the sake of being there and kneeling loud and. Being with my siblings and all that, it yeah, I'd much rather it be a close game. But the outlier in this is Tennessee. Tennessee could go out there and play the best Tennessee football we've played all year. Or we can have that sour mentality that some teams have at this time of year when you've lost some important games and thought, well, what are we playing for now? And as we said last week, you're playing for numbers. You're playing for a good bowl spot. You're playing for the NFL future. You're you still got stuff to play for, man. You're still you're still playing in front of scouts. You're still playing in front of people. So I don't I don't know. That's another 
there are two to three games every year that I just, as a Vol fan, I'm like, I can't put any any prediction or any thought or any money on this because of the history of these teams, and that's Tennessee-Bama, Tennessee-Georgia, Tennessee-Florida. Nowadays, it's Tennessee-South Carolina, too. You just right. can't put any money on either side. It's just because anything could happen. But, I, again, I having, do think Georgia beats us. Having Having said that with... Georgia, Florida, Bama, you're not affected this uh, next year in any capacity. No. Georgia and Florida and Alabama are still mainstays on the Tennessee. You're the only team we lose, lose, as it were. So far. Yeah. The next year we could lose another. We don't know. It depends on how many more teams join the SEC. And then at that point you might as well, like I said, just go ahead and develop a super conference. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last two games – for this Saturday's lineup in terms of the SEC. This is a matchup I'm kind of excited for. It's going to be uh, both 7.30 kickoff times. Um, that's going to be Florida at Mizzou. Uh, the Gators travel to Faro Field, their Memorial Stadium in Como, Columbia, Missouri, where the current line sits in favor of the Tigers. They are 11-point favorites with the over-under in this game. Set at fifty-seven and a half, and if you want to attend, tickets as low as thirty-four dollars. Yeah, I'm kind of with you as a team that has already been beaten and bitten and bruised. I just want drink to lose. By yeah, yeah, the, great for the players, but yes, drinkwits down with drink. Now. The the unholy trio that is the QB, the running back, and the receiver of Missouri. I want them all to go to Dallas in a couple of years. So good on them <laughs> or Vegas. Um, I, I, I don't dislike them as as players. They are quality players. This is a team that sadly, it's your coach that's yeah. that most people hate. Yeah. It's not really you. Yeah, the you're you're damn good players. Yes, but your coach. I hope to have you on my fantasy team one year. <laughs> your coach has made your you less desirable. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're right as far as the the trio of of Cook, Schrader, and Burton, mm-hmm. uh, and QB, RB, and wide receiver Brady Cook over two thousand, almost three thousand yards on the season, seventeen touchdowns, six interceptions. Schrader, 197 carries on the year for 1,124 yards for 11 touchdowns. And Luther Burden, 68 catches on the year, just shy of the 1,000-yard mark with 984 yards and 8 touchdowns. Poised to hit that 1,000-yard mark uh, as one of, I think at this point, maybe a dozen receivers to have hit that mark so far this year. Mm-hmm. So, so definitely in some good company, uh, as it were. I, I'm with you. <laughs> I would love to see um, Florida come out with the dub in this one. Uh, as much as I would not cheer for Florida, I am. I'm. I'm a <laughs> much so, more okay with Billy Napier than I am with Eli Drinkwitz. Yes. And and welcome to the uh, silently cheering for Billy Drinkwitz haters club. Yes. Thank you. The next game is also very exciting because this is the game you've been looking forward to all year. I wish you got to go to this game. Yes, this is the one tomorrow because this is the one Sandstorms yeah, being this, played live. Yeah, this is well. It's not unfortunately going to be played 
live by him during the game, but he will be performing a concert ah. prior to the Gamecock Walk uh, um, in and around the Founders Park, the, and it'll be the, the, celebrity. the Gamecock Walk area and stuff like that. And if I'm not mistaken, he is going to be the celebrity starter for the Gamecock chant for this game. But yes, you are correct. Uh, Darud, creator of Sandstorm, will be in Columbia, South Carolina, in Cola, the Soda City, performing his hit, which has been used for so long mm. um, in stadiums all over the country. Um, and it was actually against um, Ole Miss whenever that tradition began uh, and has been carried on since. And since South Carolina had started doing that, there have been countless other uh, sports venues at different points in time, including professional and collegiate alike, mm-hmm. uh, that has adapted to using Sandstorm as a rallying track. But yes, the Kentucky Wildcats, Mark Stoops bringing his guys into williams Bryce Stadium there in Columbia, South Carolina for a 7.30 kickoff. This is a pick'em game. South Carolina right now is favored by one and a half points. The current over/under for this one is fifty-four and a half. One of the remaining two hurdles that South Carolina is going to have to overcome to be able to reach what seems to be a very elusive six wins and this is hurdle eligibility. three. Yeah, this is number three. We've got the Wildcats and the Clemson Tigers to take care of. Thankfully, both of those games are going to be home games. But uh, Kentucky already bowl eligible. They're just trying to get a better bowl game. South Carolina, of course, still uh, one foot from the ledge. You know, you get pushed back any further, and, and that's it. That's pretty much it for the season. Uh, so definitely in a back-against-the-wall wounded animal mode uh, in this scenario. Um, my hope and hope is that the the Gamecock faithful are going to make it loud as it can be. I mean, it's going to be one of the last couple of night games. Uh, both games for the remainder of the season are listed as night games. We know that South Carolina can put together one hell of an environment, especially at night. Mm-hmm. especially in the month of November. Williams-Brice Stadium, the cockpit, all of those guys and gals can make it truly a November to remember. And if they can pull off this one, and of course next week, give me whatever bowl game we have the possibility of being able to make. I don't care which one it is, they need to just take it. I hope the Gamecocks do win. As far as the line being at one and a half, I mean... I know that, like I said, that's just Vegas' way of saying they really have no idea how this one's going to go. Neither one of these teams are that adamantly favored in either capacity. So this well, should be a fun one. if Rattler and his receivers are on against a Kentucky where Ray Davis is not on. That's true. And South Carolina wins. And South Carolina has recently adapted to more of a three-three-five defense mm-hmm. as opposed to the four-two-five. And that has honestly... Well, especially they know Kentucky's a running running team. Yeah, it's actually done better for stopping the run, and we've also had better luck with the addition of the defenders in the backfield mm-hmm. to, to be able to help, you know, they can either clamp down on the run or 
drop back into coverage with the three linebackers as opposed to having the four down linemen and only two linebackers in in that capacity. So you may even see a full-on defensive changeup in the overall general scheme for the Gamecocks going into next season, adapting more to that three-three-five mentality. You know me, go Cox. You know, it's a difficult one for me. Kentucky's my second favorite game. Um, I, I actually would love to see this underdog story of you actually get these two wins so you can be bowl eligible uh, because we're friends. I'm not, this is two other. This is another game where these two teams are can't count on them, can't count them out. Right. Because, like, if the blue wall is solid, South Carolina won't run against them. But then you've got Rattler and right. some quality receivers. If Ray Davis is on and your defense isn't on, they could run all they over you. But Kentucky doesn't have the receiving weapons South Carolina has. Yeah. So it's a very, like, type A, type B offenses playing each other. Mm-hmm. And Who's going to win the day at the end of the day? Yeah. Vegas doesn't know. That's why the line's yeah, only when they one do that whole one and a half thing. I'm like, come on, just and say it. Just and say like, yeah, we don't know. That's a slight, slight baked in home field advantage for Williams Bryce. And that's probably what it is. But that's they're all probably it just is, like, yeah. ah, it's night game at Willie B. It's night games in Williams Bryce. We don't know who to yeah put it on, so we're gonna say South Carolina by one and a half. Yeah, I wish they just come down, out and say they're down by three or down by you know. Two at the uh, the last couple of minutes in the game, drive down. Kick a field. Mitch Jeter kicks a yeah. you know forty three yarder yeah. to to a walk off field goal to to earn that elusive third win out of the the needed four, mm-hmm. and then set up a, a very God what a battle daunting if task. You win this weekend, what a battle it will be next weekend. Well, Clemson's having to play the other Carolina in North Carolina this week, and then, mm. of course, will wind up playing us. So it's literally a full-on Battle of the Carolinas for the weekends. next couple of weekends. Clemson against North Carolina, and then, like you say, uh, next week it's South Carolina and Clemson. So we began our season with North Carolina. We end our season with Clemson, and it's a full-on Battle of the Carolinas. I don't know, man. I don't think I can pick a winner. I, I just think it'll be a, a fun game at this point. For sure. For sure. If both offenses are on, it has the ability to be a very fun game. I'm going to go ahead and, as far as some of the other games uh, for this episode, uh, I'm actually just going to go ahead and talk to you or let you guys know about the other games outside of the SEC slate uh, that I've actually decided to put a little bit of money on. Okay. And this is all just other legs continued on the the one parlay sheet. Of course, you know that I do have uh, Mississippi State, or sorry, Ole Miss, uh, as a 37.5 point favorite over uh, University of Louisiana Monroe uh, as one of my legs. I also have LSU as a 31.5 favorite over Georgia State. Now, the three out-of-conference games, because I usually do a five-leg parlay, Mm-hmm. Um, are, of course, Michigan as a 19.5 point favorite over Maryland. I think that they're not going to have any problems. They're going to be able to come out and dispatch of Maryland fairly handily. Uh, I have Oklahoma 
as a 24.5-point favorite over BYU. So, Boomer Sooner, channel the power of JR and barbecue sauce and give me the Sooners to, to take down Brigham Young. And then uh, to, to kind of, I guess, get my wife involved a little bit, I've got Iowa at minus three over Illinois okay. as the, the third part of this leg. So, yeah, those are some of the other games that I've got on this one. We kind of touched on Michigan a little bit earlier in talking about Harbaugh and, and how the things have been coming out about that. What do you think as far as the uh, Oklahoma-BYU? I got Oklahoma. I might have to go with the Sooners. I don't really care too much about either team. Right. Personally. Well, I mean, but with, I'm going to have to start caring about Oklahoma soon. Yeah, six and say with Oklahoma coming in. Mm-hmm. Piggybacking on the, the North Carolina thing, though, like this is a top 20 North Carolina versus a, for the first time in how long, unranked Clemson. 2013, 2014, something like that. So Clemson's and got a chip then, on its shoulder, first yeah. of all. So, but I've got North Carolina in that one. <sighs> because let's see, next week is Florida, Florida State, right? Yes. Their big rivalry game. Yes. And let's go ahead and actually, I'm going to look forward to see when that or where that one is. I mean, because we also have some other big games. Oh, that one's in the swamp. Ooh. That ought to be a good game. Could be an upset in the swamp next weekend. Uh, Georgia travels to Georgia Tech at Bobby Dodd Stadium there in Atlanta. So Georgia might as well just stay in Atlanta. I mean, because the following week will be... The <laughs> SEC championship. Yeah. Uh, Vandy's coming to Neyland. So, I mean, you guys, you know, not having to travel too far in any capacity. A&M, LSU, kind of looking ahead to next week. This game hasn't even been figured out when it's going to be played yet, and that's Kentucky-Louisville. Alabama, of course, uh, will be going to the Plains. And like you said earlier, there's all kinds of weirdness that can happen. And, of course, uh, as you mentioned uh, and we talked about before, Clemson will be coming to South Carolina, where the line right now stands with Clemson is just a mere 7.5-point favorite. Alabama sits currently as a 10.5-point uh, 10, uh, 10 favorite. Louisville is a 4.5-point favorite over Kentucky. LSU, eight and a half point, only an 8.5-point favorite over Texas A&M at home. Uh, no line on the Tennessee-Vanderbilt game. Florida State is currently favored as 11.5-point favorites and no line on the Georgia-Georgia Tech game at this point, and I don't think it will actually have one put in there. We actually do have the Egg Bowl next week on what would be Thursday, and that is the Ole Miss-Mississippi State game Mm -hmm. on Thanksgiving Day, as tradition would serve. And then for the first time ever, uh, I think, or for I know for sure in the pros, also the first time ever in the collegiate ranks, we will be having a Black Friday game. And in this case, it is going to be number nine Missouri traveling to Razorback Stadium to take on the Hogs of Arkansas. Last week, well, Tennessee is not changing up. They're going to be continuing with uh, back-to-back conference opponents. Georgia takes a little bit of a breather for their final game. Yeah, uh, a regular game of the season before going on to the SEC championship. Florida State 
I don't think they necessarily are going to be having a breather, as it were, taking on the Gators uh, before potentially going to the ACC championship. Vanderbilt, Tennessee, a good practice for Tennessee, an advance early practice for Tennessee uh, before having the the little bit of time off before going into the bowl game, yeah. uh, whatever bowl game Tennessee should get. A&M taking on LSU, actual, you know, not really a whole lot on the line apart from West hierarchy. Kentucky, Louisville, just, of course, state bragging rights. Same thing with South Carolina uh, because, well, Louisville, a uh, little bit more of the fact that they could be going toward an SEC championship. I'm don't, sh- not sure how that one is going to pan out um, because ACC right now, uh, much like the uh, Big 12, is very, very uncertain in how uh, their individual conferences or our uh, conference divisions are, are going to play out going into what will be this next uh, championship weekend or here in a couple of weeks to championship weekend. So, T-Mac, anything else you want to throw in on this episode? Nah, man. Uh, oh, actually, I do. And I'm actually really surprised that you didn't want to go ahead and drop anything about this out. Superstar former Tennessee quarterback Josh Dobbs absolutely lighting up the world of professional football. And not only that, not only only doing stuff on the field. You know that whenever he was playing for the Cardinals, before he left, he still had not gotten officially listed in the store for the Cardinals merchandise a Josh Dobbs jersey. In one week of him playing for the Vikings, not only did they have his jersey available in the the clubhouse store, but he was also able to fulfill a make-a-wish for a kid that has uh, alopecia like he does. Yeah. A signed Josh Dobbs jersey. That's awesome. He is tearing it up. And living out a number of kids' dreams in the fact that he is playing professional football and with him being an aerospace engineer, has the opportunity to go into space travel should he, <laughs> you know. He's playing a, He's playing out a, a, a Disney movie where um, he's going to have to sing a song uh, one day about do I play in the Super Bowl or do I go to Mars. Right. It's going to get to the end of the season. The Vikings are going to have a hell of a run yeah. with Dobbs at the helm. And get into we the playoff the scenario. Bowl. Dobbs, we need you to go to Mars. Oh, God, what do I do? Agony. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's as a Vol fan, it's it's always awesome to see your Vols. Also tear it up in the pros like Barnett and Philly and Kamara and Dobbs doing it. And when Peyton was doing it and Witten. Um, it's always great for any college fan base to see their their players continue and and to make names for themselves not, so not sure how you feel about burrow but jadavion Clowney, former fantastic and fantastic and, defensive player uh, defensive end for the gamecock uh potentially wound up taking out burrow from the game still yesterday. still in my in my eyes holds hit of the decade in college football oh against the michigan running back <laughs> the best they were playing that again 
three or four days ago on Saturday down south, Instagram. They played the whole thing out again. <laughs> I was like, God, it just looks great every time I say it. <laughs> it's just, and, okay, it's just right. pure like and that's an and that's, coming. and that's an unbiased outlet oh, yeah. that that's is a, playing this. Imagine being in the Gamecock fandom oh. and being in the Gamecock message boards any point in time. Like the the anniversary basically says this is karma or the best hit or anything like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you see from the corner, Spurrier comes in and he's pointing at it. The referee just stands up and he signals first down, and you can clearly Clearly. see clear the day the ball is past the line. It's you know, or the not a first down. It's not a first down. And yeah, after all of that, after the TV timeout and everything else, them going back, doing all the verification and everything, and if you go back and watch that video, you'll actually see the uh, the chain gang judge, the guy that has that one. He actually kicks the uh, the chain, the end of the the pole back. Those the are the back. kind of things that continue to play to the argument that it's all fixed. In some capacity. In some capacity. Yeah. So, like, that was... And then and then they couldn't do anything because on that very next play, Clowney just comes out and he shakes his, you know... Oh, it was a beautiful shake, and too. Then he said, don't boom. touch me. And, and then if you can see, if you can catch the video that has it where they show that from the multiple viewpoints, it's Clowney that literally reaches over with his left hand, slams his hand down on the ball, and picks it up and starts to walk off. It was beautiful, beautiful play, but that's, yeah, um, that's uh, uh, from the replacement, uh, Gene Hackman telling Favreau. Remember Favreau's what I said about the red jerseys? Or no, not that part where he's like, uh, "Give me the ball, Danny. I need you to give give, give me, me the, the ball, ball Danny. Danny. I'm gonna get you the ball. Yeah, hit the ball. Yeah, Dobbs is, is doing fantastic. It's it's great to see um, him doing so well, and and you know and, because he's one of the one of the he was great when we had him. Despite the fact not liking the coach, we love Dobbs, and he's just a great human and such a brilliant mind. So no matter what he does, we'll always cheer for Dobbs. And something as part of that, you know who he was uh, – or whose roster he was on at the beginning of the season and or at least through training camp? Was he a Titan? No. Training Cleveland Browns. Guess who is currently without their starting quarterback? Cleveland Browns. Yes, Deshaun Watson out How for the season. How dare Deshaun Watson? And they have... I'm, I can't stand They Deshaun. have no actual backup, so they traded Dobbs off to the Cardinals. Kyler Murray goes out. And he's still he pl- goes getting in. paid 40-something yeah. million dollars. Yeah. Kyler Murray goes out. Dobbs goes in, keeps the hopes alive in Arizona. Murray's coming back. They trade Dobbs off before the trade deadline. He winds up getting traded because Kirk Cousins gets hurt to the Vikings. And is now absolutely killing it. Mm-hmm. Has won the hearts of of the Vikings of Minnesota. fans and and Minnesotans, you know, all across the country and Vikings across the country. And now the team that he started the season on is in need of a backup quarterback. Again, karma. Oh, also s- something I almost completely forgot. Okay, today is the seventeenth. Yes. Do you know what dropped today that we had no idea was dropping today? What's that? Rockstar. Dolly Parton's Dolly's rock album. Rock album. Dropped today. If and you, she's going to be at the Tennessee-Georgia game on Saturday. 
We knew none of that when we planned doing Dolly Parton week this week, pretty much. No. So it's all kismet. Yeah, and that's usually how this stuff works out for us. So we had a two-parter this week on Between Two Barrels, The Legend of Dolly Parton. Today, her rock star album dropped, and tomorrow, she's going to be in Neyland Stadium. What was that I saw the other day? Travis can have... Yeah, Travis can, can have, have Taylor uh, our baseball coach said, Travis can have Taylor. We'll keep Dolly every day. Every day. Any day and twice on Sunday. <laughs> love it. I mean, I, I like Taylor, and I love, I love Kelsey. He's such a funny guy. God, he's hilarious. Um, oh, speaking of, have you listened to the Christmas album? The new Christmas album? The not The Philly yet. special Christmas album? Not yet. They brought Travis into the Philly special Christmas album. To do album. a brother thing? To be able to do a brother thing, yes. I'll have to listen to it now. The Kelseys are just funny. Oh, the podcast Gosh, is fantastic. Gosh, they're funny. But yeah, this has been a great episode. It's going to be a great weekend of football, and we will, of course, be back on Monday to talk about how the weekend went. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, as T-Mac said, this has been another great episode of the Cocky Top Podcast. And on behalf of all of all, Tyler McDaniel, I am forever to the Gamecock Brian Lowe saying we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Cocky Top Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information about what's happening with any of the Studio 66 shows, make sure to like, follow, subscribe, click the thumbs up, whatever you have to do to make sure you get your fill of this legendary content. Search Studio 66 on Facebook or Instagram, or the Studio 66 playlist on YouTube from Tennessee Legend Distillery. You can also subscribe to our Patreon channel, patreon.com slash tldstudio66, for additional content for all of the Studio 66 shows, as well as gifts from the different Studio 66 podcasts and Tennessee Legend Distillery. And if that wasn't enough, you can also visit our website, tldstudio66.com, where you can find links to all of the shows and podcasts, as well as merchandise for all of the individual podcasts, And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail if you like via SpeakPipe or send us an email at tldtube23 at gmail.com. However you go about it, make sure you don't miss out on getting even more legendary info about the studio as well as the distillery from Studio 66, presented by the Tennessee Legend Distillery.